Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, you would have noticed the NRL players poll came out a few days ago, and I avoided it at all costs. I haven't looked at it yet. I was sort of waiting to do this podcast. I had the Bernie Girl one to drop and our uh, review that we dropped the other night. So I didn't look at this one. I was waiting so I could do a, uh, a live look at them and give my thoughts and opinions on the players poll. Always a really interesting thing, you know, what we see uh, from the TV screens and in the stands compared to how the players actually feel going up against these guys. There's always a few shocks. So I'm really looking forward to seeing all the players' answers. Let's kick it off. So what I'll essentially do here is go through each position and I might just give a little prediction of what I, how I think it'll shape up um, before I actually look at them and then I'll have a talk about what I see based on the players' poll. So we'll start with fullback. I think obviously James Tedesco will come in number one here. He's just been on another level for the last 18 months. I think Tommy Trevojevic won't be far behind him. The one I'm interested to see is probably Roger Tulbasashek. I'm interested to see where he lands. Um, he's obviously an incredible footballer, but when you watch him on TV, you know, he looks amazing, but he's in... Um, a team that doesn't trouble many sides. So I'm going to be interested to see what the players think of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. After that, the other one I'm interested in is Clint Gutherson. Where does he rank as far as the players are concerned? Because I think he's come a really long way in the last 18 months. I wouldn't be shocked to see Gutho above Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. He's just not in that. He, he's sort of in that... Um, he's in a category of just top effort, but he's not in that real superstar freakish mould. So I'm interested to see where Clint Gutherson lands. So for 2020, the fullbacks votes went James Tedesco, 51%. Wow, that's a lot. I, th- I knew it would be high. I didn't think it would be 51 Tommy Turbo, 21%. Roger, 10%. Caelan Ponga, 6%. Dylan Edwards, 3%. Wow, so Clint Gutherson didn't even make the start. Wow. Easy. Uh, Caelan Ponga at 6%. Uh, it was you know, I think that's fair. Roger at 10%. There's one in 10 players. think Roger's the best fullback. Uh, and Tom Trevojevic, 21%. But that, that, that James Tedesco at 51%, that's crazy. I think it's fair. Um, that was taken from 150 votes. So that's 75 first graders that thought James Tedesco was the best fullback in the game. Pretty impressive numbers there. 
Uh, I can't really argue with any of them. I guess Dylan Edwards at 3%. That's an interesting one. I wouldn't have expected Dylan Edwards to be there. Um, good on him, though. Really talented footballer. But Edwards at 3 and Clint Gutherson not making the start. That's uh, that's a tough little gig there. Obviously, the winner last year of the um, of this vote for fullback was James Tedesco. So he's held on to that with 51% this year. Last year, he had 55%. So he's actually gone down a little bit. And RTS was at 23% last year. So he's gone down as well. Clint Gutherson was at 5% last year. And now he's under 3%. That's pretty crazy, that one. I wouldn't have expected that. I think he's got much better this year. Very interesting. Okay, let's move to wingers. My guess would probably be Brett Morris as the top winger. Probably Mike Acevo. Um, there's always going to there's always a few surprises here because you're you, you've got to imagine that these are guys that you don't want to mark. So these are the guys that um, when they're scooting out of their own half that are the hardest to handle. So I also wouldn't be surprised to see a Joshy Mansour appear. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Daniel Tupu. I mean, it, the Roosters set up their sets and then kick to Tupu. They always put in a perfect kick. He's always three foot above your winger. It's almost impossible to mark. I wouldn't be shocked to see him there. One I'm interested in is Brian Toto. I really like him, and I think he'd be a real handful to deal with. He's just making so many meters, so post, so many post-contact meters. So, such a small little strong character. I think he'd be really hard to handle. Let's see who they've gone for. Daniel Tupu, 22%. Wow. I knew he'd be up there. I didn't think he'd be that high. Brett Morris, 17%. Impressive. David Nofaluma, 11%. Blake Ferguson, 10%. And Micah Sivo and Kyle Felt at 7%. Kyle Felt surprises me a little bit. Um, I didn't think he'd be overly that hard to handle, but that's impressive for him. Considering he's on equal with Micah Sivo, I thought he'd be a real pain in the ass. Um, so last year, Blake Ferguson won it. Blake Ferguson won it last year with 33%. He's dropped to 10% this year. And Daniel Tupu's taken out with 22%. Um, I guess the big one that's missed here, of course, is Josh Adokar. Apparently not considered by the players to be one of the top six wingers in the game. Very interesting. Last year, he was sitting at 24%. So last year, Josh Adokar was sitting second on 24%. This year, Daniel Tupu wins it on 22%. I guess what makes this even more impressive is that it's Daniel Tupu and Brett Morris at the top of that list. At the top of that list, the two Roosters wingers. They're an incredible side. Very impressive. Uh, let's have a look at centers. Center's hard. I mean, I I think last year it would have been Latrell off the top of my head. He's obviously, yeah, so Latrell, wow. Latrell Mitchell got 80% last year. The next best was Jared Croker on 4%. So with Latrell Mitchell moving to fullback, he's obviously out of those ranks, which makes it very interesting. Um, I think Katoni Staggs will be right up there with this one. I think he'd be a real pain to handle. Same as uh, Bradman Best. I think he'd be really tough to handle based on his form so far this year. Just two really strong, bulky characters. Um, yeah, I, I'm not too sure who's going to top this one. I don't think Jared Croker will be there. Michael Jennings had a cracking season. Joey Manu, you know, I, I really like Joey Manu, but I, I don't think he's as good as the Raps give him. But, you know, players seem to hate coming up against him. Let's have a look who uh, who gets it. Wow. Joey Manu, 44%. Josh Morris, 13%. Michael Jennings, 9%. Bradman Best, 5%. And then sharing 4%, we've got Katoni Staggs, Wonga Blake, and Stephen Crichton. Geez, that's a good effort by Stephen Crichton. He's only played three or four games at centre. Must be a real handful. He's in that real Israel Folau mode. I love him. Joseph Manu at 44%. That kind of surprises me a little bit, um, especially when you consider Josh Morris is at 13. Josh Morris seems to be a, a, a huge task this year to handle. So you've got Joey Manu and Josh Morris. You've got the two Roosters centres, and then you've got Michael Jennings, a former Roosters centre. They are just... I spoke about him the other day being a fantastic system. If this isn't evidence of it, I, I, I can't help you. I don't know what to tell you. Bradman Best at 5%. Really good knock. And he's you know he's only played 
10-odd games at first grade. He's been injured. He's been suspended. So for him to get there, that's a really good effort. No doubt helps that he's got Kalen Ponger inside him. Crazy to think Joey Manu sitting at 4%, um, 44%, and Latrell Mitchell was sitting at 80% last year. Just crazy numbers. So Joey Manu was at 3% last year. He's jumped 41% this year. And dare I say, I think he was playing better footy last year. That's impressive. All right, let's move to 5-8. Who's the best 5-8 in the NRL? For me, it'll be Munster every day of the week, and I think that'll... Oh, yeah, maybe Luke Keary, actually. Luke Keary or Cameron Munster, you'd have to think. Then again, Jack White, and if you're marking Jack White and when he's running, he'd be a nightmare. Um, yeah, one of those three. For me, it'd be Cameron Munster, but I could understand Keary or Jack White and getting the gig here. I'm interested to see where Dylan Brown lands. I think he's a real pain to deal with. Um, if you're defending, he's just, he, he takes on the line, he squares you up, he's got silky ball skills and just great vision. I'm interested to see where he lands this year. So coming in at 43%, number one, Luke Keary. Yeah, right, okay. Cameron Munster, 34%. Dylan Brown at 5%. Jack White at 4%. Jerome Luai at 3%. So Keary won it last year. Keary was sitting at 41%. This year he's at 43%, so he's gone up, obviously, you know, that in hindsight, that, that doesn't shock me after his last two years. I thought Cameron Munster would have been higher. I think you'll find Cameron Munster really dominates this over the next three or four years. I think he's about to come into his own. And when Cameron Smith leaves, I think Cameron Munster will just explode, especially with Harry Grant there with him. Uh, Dylan Brown at 5%, really good effort considering he's played 20-odd first-grade games. Jack Whiten at 4%, I thought he'd be higher. I thought he'd, he'd be really tough to handle. Um, he, his running game is just so explosive and powerful. Jerome Luai at 3%, really good effort there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't think at the start of the year he should be there, 5-8. For him to get 3% there, really good effort. That's our 5-8. Let's have a look at our halfbacks. This one will be interesting. We've got Off the top of my head, I'd be looking at probably Mitch Moses or Nathan Cleary or Daly Cherry Evans here. I think Nathan Cleary would probably be the one that would be the biggest pain. I uh, really love his running game, and I think he'd, be a, he'd just be hard to handle. Um, let's have a look at halfbacks. Oh, wow. Mitchell Pierce, 27%. Nathan Cleary, 22. Daly Cherry Evans, 22. Mitch Moses, 13. Ben Hunt comes in with 3%. Wow, Mitch Pierce, 27%. It says a lot about Pierce. I mean, you know, we, we you know, everyone knows Mitch Pierce is a really solid seven, but I guess the first thing that came to my mind was Moses, Cherry Evans, and Cleary, but that's really impressive from Mitch Pierce. I mean, all things considered, when you look at 2019 votes, Cooper Cronk won it with 35%. Mitch Pierce was second on 14%. Cherry Evans was 11% last year. Mm, interesting, Adam Reynolds didn't make it this year. I thought he'd, as he's, if you're playing against him, you're not as worried about his um his running game, obviously. Mitchell Pierce, 27%, really impressive. I think Cleary on 22%, I think he'll skyrocket over the next few years with Mitch Moses at 13%. Cleary, with his running and kicking game, I think he'll go up heaps. All right, let's have a look at our best prop. Now, obviously, for props... You'd have to think you're going Payne Haas. Number one, I think he'd be the hardest to handle. There's a lot of guys that just seem to get through a lot of work. Like um, Takiyahu would be another one I'm expecting to be high. Jared Rhea Hargraves, I think he's one that um, that fans sort of underestimate. But he's obviously extremely hard to handle for um, the opposition. He's been, you know, he's he's just been winning the ruck for years now. Be very interesting. I'll be surprised if Payne Haas isn't number one. Let's have a look. Wow. Adam Fanua Blake. Yeah, wow. And that explosive front rower, yeah. Adam Fanua Blake at 18%. Josh Papali at 13%. Jared Rhea Hargraves at 12%. Payne Haas, 11%. Fisher Harris comes in with 9%. Wow. Okay, so Adam Fanua Blake won it with 18%. Last year it was Takiyahu, 26%. 
Jesse Bromwich, 18%. Andrew Fafita, 7%. Yeah, so Payne Haas didn't even get a gig last year on it. I guess he hadn't really exploded yet. He was still pretty young when this was done last year. Adam Fanua Blake at 18%. That's really impressive. Um, you know, I've spoken for a, a year or two now about the, the importance of explosive front rowers. And when you have a look at that list, Adam Fanua Blake, Josh Papali, Maria Hargraves, Payne Haas, all big boys, but they are incredible athletes. It really is moving towards an explosive front rowers league. Adam Fanua Blake, I didn't even think of him. He'd been a real handful. Josh Papali's played some great footy over the last year. Like, yeah, Payne Haas at 11%. I thought he'd be higher than that. I thought he'd be much higher. Considering Rory Hargraves is at 12%, I thought Payne Haas would be higher. Really says something about um, Rory Hargraves there. I mean, he doesn't get mentioned as one of these superstars front rowers with huge stats, but he must just be very hard to handle. Uh, Takiyaho surprises me. He's not there considering he won it last year. I think he's been better this year, so that's that's an odd one there. Let's move to the second rowers now. Really tough one here. Um, so many players you could go for. You know, for, for me personally, when I watch footy, I think it's Boyd Cordner by a country mile. But if I was marking up against second rowers in the NRL, you obviously you don't want to come up against your David Fafitas and your Viliami Kikau. So I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak up. But for me, I think Boyd Cordner's still going to be pretty high. He'd be an absolute nightmare to take on. Uh, he just seems to just win every contest he enters into. But... He's got a lot less upside to him than your kick owls and your David Fafita, so I wouldn't be shocked to see them skyrocket up here. Uh, another one I'm interested to see, Wade Graham. I just love um, I love the vision and playmakability Wade Graham's got, but it's sort of interesting when you talk about second rowers, especially in this player's poll every year. It's more so the aggressive guys with the big bodies and the tackle break ability that are hard to bring down rather than the guys that will put tries on you like Wade Graham that are harder to mark. So interested to see where we end up on this one. Ryan Madison's another one. I think he should be pretty high. He seems to be a real handful. I wouldn't want to take on Ryan Madison. Once again, though, he's more of that skill set sort of player than that just, I'm going to barge you over, offload, hold the hand in one hand and find space. Let's have a look how it lined up. Up. So second rower, yeah, right. Second rower of the year for the players. They voted 28% Viliami Kikau. Uh, I can understand that. As I said, it's normally the guys that are a real handful in this one. They might not be the best second rowers, but they're just hard to handle and they make your day. It make it a tough day at the office for you. So Kikau at 28%. Then comes Boyd Cordner at 17%. Um, you know, that, that makes sense. He's such a good second row. I thought he'd be higher than 17%, but I can understand why players hate marking up against... Uh, kick out obviously David Fafita at 10% um, I think he'll go up over the next few years obviously he's still pretty young but he'd be very hard to handle Wade Graham at 9% we spoke about I think it's obviously when you look at that that David Fafita's 10% kick out's 28% the players obviously value the guys that are hard to handle that can run over you that can break tackles out on an edge I guess especially if, if you're talking to halfbacks that's just a nightmare those sort of guys with the big bodies the fens just just an absolute nightmare for halves. So that explains how high they are. Tyson Frizzell's the last one there at 6%. Now, interesting, um, Kikau's at 28% this year. Last year, it was won by Sam Burgess on 54%. Kikau was only on 10%. So he's gone up 18% there. Boyd Corner was on 9%. He's gone up 10% or so this year too. Very interesting. Um, I wonder if uh, Johnny Bateman was left out of this one because he hasn't played this year. You would have to assume so. Um, yeah, interesting. Tyson Frizzell on 6% two years ago. He, he won it on 22%. 
you can really see how the game's changed over the last few years. If you look back at the 2018 votes, Tyson Frizzell, Matt Gillette, Boyd Cordner, Tohu Harris, Wade Graham, they were the top five. You can see where the game's moving. You need you need second rowers who can bend the line, make big impact, get offloads, get tackle breaks. You need an X factor out on your edge. Now, these are the guys that are really worrying teams moving forward. Really interesting vote there. Jeez, I'd hate to come up against Viliami Kickout. Absolute nightmare. Uh, best lock. This is the one I'm probably most interested in. I would assume Jason Taumalolo wins this hands down. Um, but there's so many good locks, so many good locks running around at the moment. Jake Trevojevich, Victor Radley, Cam Murray. Interested to see if Adam Elliott makes this at the moment. I think he's played some really good footy this year. I don't, I don't know if he'll get a gig, but he seems to be playing fantastically. Brandon Smith, I assume they're counting him as a lock, so he should be in there somewhere. Let's have a look. Best lock. Jason Taumalolo, 49%. Wow. That's impressive. I wonder if they put Jason Tamalolo in the prop category where he'd go. I think he'd still go pretty high. I think what he brings, you know, he's obviously just so hard to bring down and make so many metres. I think you could put him in just about any position in the pack and he'd probably top that realistically. Jake Trevojevic at 21%. Yep, that's fair. Victor Radley, 10%. Wow, Victor Radley's jumped Cam Murray this year. Really good. I've been saying that for a year or two now. I'm glad to see Victor Radley starting to get the praise that he deserves. Isaiah Yo at 7%. That's one we don't really talk about, one we don't really notice week to week. Good to see him there. Cam Murray and Brandon Smith, 3% each. I thought Cam Murray would be higher after last year, but, I mean, I guess he's only played a few weeks at lock now, so that probably uh, stews his results there a little bit. Brandon Smith at 3%. I think he's going to skyrocket over the next few years. Same as Victor Radley. I think eventually Radley will jump Jake Chavoyevich. And he'll probably never get in front of Jason Taumalolo. There's so much hype around him, and he is such a good lock forward. But I'd love to see them move Jason Taumalolo into the prop category and just see where the votes went there once you took Taumalolo out. Because I imagine we've got a... um Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Every other year they've done a big hitter category in this. I'm not sure if it's still to come. I haven't looked at it, obviously, but I'm expecting Victor Radley to be pretty high up that, which I think might, if you were to take Taumalolo out of this lock category, I'd love to see where Victor Radley would land. I think he might jump Jake Trevojevic, to be honest with you. Okay, the next one, best hooker in the NRL. Wow. I want to say Cameron Smith. I still think he's the best hooker in rugby league. Uh, I think Abby Curacao has had a fantastic season. Damien Cook will still be up there, I think. The one I'm interested for is my mate Harry Grant. Um, you know, I've said that he'll be the best hooker in the game in a matter of two to three years. I said it 18 months ago. Really interested to see after eight games of footy where people are putting Harry Grant on this list. So Cameron Smith, 35%. Curacao, 23%. Harry Grant, 12%. Damien Cook, 8%. Wow. Harry Grant has already jumped Damien Cook. Harry Grant's already jumped the Australian hooker by 4% of players voting. Josh Hodgson, 7%. Now, for Harry Grant to get 12%, I want you to just consider for a second, he's only played seven games of footy, I think. He hasn't even played all the teams yet. He hasn't even played half the teams yet. So for him to get 7%, a 12% there, beat the Australian hooker by 4%, 
That is incredibly impressive. Api Kurosawa is playing career-best form at 23%. Harry Grant's in his first 10 games of footy, and he's already on 12%. If you don't think this kid is going to be a future star, you've missed the bus here. You need to open your eyes and watch him play footy because he is something special. One that I found interesting that missed here is Reed Mahoney. I thought he'd probably be there. Same as Jake Friend. I thought they could sneak in there, but it's a pretty good class of hookers this year. Very tough. Cameron Smith, 2019, he won with 44%. Cameron Smith won it in 2018 with 66%. Now he's winning with 35%, so he's probably going to pass on that on the next year, I reckon. And if I had to put my money on who he's going to pass it to, it's my boy Harry Grant, worth keeping an eye on. Okay, the next one is the best player in the NRL. Who's the best player in the NRL? I'd be shocked if it wasn't James Tedesco after the last year he's had. And based on those stats before, I think we only saw Joey Manu, Jason Taumalolo, and James Tedesco over 40% for their position, so I'd be shocked if it wasn't Teddy here. Who takes it? Yeah, James Tedesco. Okay, best player in the NRL, James Tedesco, 49%. Jason Taumalolo, 21%. Cameron Smith, 9%. Tom Trevojevic, 5%. Mitch Moses, 3%. It's interesting. I think Mitch Moses, he got 3%, so he came fifth overall as best player in the comp, but I think he only got 13% when it came to halfbacks. Yeah, Mitch Moses, 13% and came fourth as the best halfback in the NRL, yet comes fifth, 3% as the best player in the NRL. Very interesting. Cameron Smith won it last year with 31%. Cameron Smith won it the year before that with 45%. James Tedesco wins it this year with 49%. Very impressive, very impressive. James Tedesco in 2019 got 19%. He's he's jumped up there by 30%. Very interesting. And Cameron Smith's gone down 20%. He's gone down almost 40% since 2018. I guess the one to watch there over the next few years for me is definitely Tom Trevojevic. I think he's once he has an injury-free season, he's going to really shoot up there. Who is the best coach in the NRL? Uh, I'd be shocked if we go past Trent Robinson here. Craig Bellamy will be up there. I think Ricky Stewart will probably get a few votes too, but I'll be shocked if it's not Trent Robinson. Okay, Trent Robinson, 24%. I thought he'd be higher. It's interesting. I guess a lot of guys would probably vote for their own coach. Trent Robinson, 24%. Craig Bellamy, 17%. Wayne Bennett, the old dog, 10%. Ivan Cleary, 8%. And wow, Adam O'Brien, 8%. It's come, wow, he's come from the, from the stars there. Adam O'Brien, that's a pretty good gig to get 8%. I would assume that means that more than just uh, Newcastle players have voted for him. That's really impressive. Trent Robinson, 24%. I thought he'd be high going back-to-back premierships and Absolutely flying at the moment. Look like he's heading for a third. Very interesting there. It's the first time in two years Craig Bellamy hasn't got it. Bellamy won it last year with 31%. Won it in 2018 with 48%. Trent Robinson's won it with 24% this year, and Craig Bellamy sitting at 17%. So Craig Bellamy has dropped by 30% over the last two years, and Trent Robinson, he has absolutely skyrocketed. Trent Robinson won the premiership last year and sat at 13%. He's gone up 24% now. Very impressive. Interesting to see Wayne Bennett. He was at 19% last year. He's dropped down to 10% now. Very interesting. Who is the best captain in the NRL? Wow. Um, Captain in the NRL. I think you have to go Cameron Smith still without a doubt. Um, You can all bag him for being a a second or a third ref or whatever dribble you want to give him. He's good at what he does, and he puts his team in a position to win constantly. Uh, There's never really any off-field crap. I would go Cameron Smith. I think Boyd Cordner will be really close. And two of us are Sheck. I think he'll be up there too. Let's have a look. Cameron Smith, 38%. Boyd Cordner, 16%. James Tarmow, 66%. Roger Tuovasa, Sheck, 5%. And then Mitch Pierce and Cherry Evans share fifth place with 5%.
Cameron Smith, 38% interesting last year. Cameron Smith got 51%. So he's dropped a little bit, but still done enough to stay there. Boyd Cordner, after winning back-to-back premierships, captaining the Roosters, captaining the Blues, captaining the Kangaroos at 16%. I thought he might be a little bit higher. I think by the end of this year, he probably will be a little bit higher. Worth, worth watching there. Cameron Smith, still the best captain in the league by far for me. He was the most impressive rookie in 2020. Oh, jeez. I want to say Harry Grant by a country mile, but I've heard a few people say he can't go for rookie of the year because he played three games last year or some dribble. He's the most impressive rookie in rugby league. He's the most impressive one I've seen in a while. He's definitely the most impressive hooker. That's a, that's a rookie I've seen since Cameron Smith. I'll be shocked if this one doesn't go to Harry Grant. I think Bronson Zeri would have grabbed a lot of votes if he was still playing. Uh, but you've got to assume now Bradman Best, Stephen Crichton, and Katoa from the Warriors will be hanging around there. Let's have a look. Harry Grant, 43% most impressive rookie. Wow. That is incredible, 43%. I remember posting about the end of last year and people told me they didn't know who he was and told me I didn't know what I was talking about. Now he's just exploded. Fantastic for Harry Grant. Uh, Bradman Best, 26%. Katoa, 7%. Matty Burton, 6%. Very impressive there from Matt Burton, considering he can't get a gig. And Stephen Crichton, 5%. Stephen Crichton's an interesting one. I, um, I don't think we've seen anywhere near his best out of him. I think we're starting to see it now. And I think eventually you'll see him become the long-term fullback at Penrith, and then he's going to be something special. He's got that Inglis, um, that Inglis and Israel Folau sort of build that we absolutely love. Best buy of the year. Best buy. Wow. Um, best buy, I'd be leaning towards a Ryan Madison. I think he's been fantastic for the year. Oh, it's got to be Harry Grant. Surely, surely Harry Grant's the best buyer of the year. He is. Him, I've never seen someone so young and so inexperienced mean so much to a team. All you have to do is watch that game against South Sydney the other night. The only time South Sydney looked like a quality footy side was when Harry Grant was off the field. He came back on and the Tigers came to life. I think it's got to be Harry Grant. I think Ryan Madison, as I said, I think he's a fantastic signing for them. I think Joshy Morris will be right up there. He's been brilliant for the Roosters. I'm um, having trouble thinking of more off the top of my head. Let's have a look. Harry Grant, 43% again. Oh, Appy Curacao, of course, 24%. Josh Morris, 16%. Ryan Madison, 6%. George Williams and Latrell Mitchell share 3%. Appy Curacao there. I said at the start of the year that I think he'd be the missing jigsaw, um, jigsaw piece for... Um, for Nathan Cleary, and I think he's been that. He's playing some great footy, but Harry Grant sitting there on 43%. I, I don't think it's possible for the Tigers to keep him, but fuck, they've got to move heaven and earth to try and keep him. Who is the most damaging? Yes. Who is the most damaging tackler in the NRL? I would be shocked if this one's not Radley. I think it has to be Radley. The way that he leads their line speed and he just puts shots on anyone. Um, I think George Tafur will probably be up there. He's always got those huge highlights. I think the thing with Tafur is that most of the time he's he's flattening centers, wingers, fullbacks. Radley's flattening front rowers. He's doing it to everyone in the middle. Guys that he's given away, for, you know, forty to th- you know thirty to forty kilos to. I think it has to be Radley. Surely, Radley forty percent. George Tafua thirty eight. Wow, got pretty close to him. Uh, Dylan Napa seven. I think Dylan Napa won it last year. Yeah, Dylan Napa won it the last two years with thirty three percent. Pretty impressive. Junior Paulo four percent. Rhea Hargraves and James Fisher-Harris at 3%. Radley was on 26% last year. He's jumped to 40% this year. It's a really good effort. Dylan Napa, he's been 33% last two years, dropped to 7% this year. Interesting. Yeah, I'm glad Radley's up there. He deserves that. Funnily enough, it's the first time George Tafil has made this list in the last two years, and he's come in at 38%. I think the um, House of How- the House of Highlights clip really helped his cause there. 
Really happy to see Radley up there, though. He deserves that. He's just a defensive powerhouse. Who was the hardest player to tackle in the NRL? Wow. Uh, I think it has to be Jason Taumalo, though. I'd say to be one of the big boys. Roger Tuovasashek or KP, maybe, with their with their fast stepping. But I would say it would probably be Jason Taumalolo here. Let's have a look. Taumalolo, 52%. Wow. Now, more than half of the NRL thinks that Jason Taumalolo is the hardest man to tackle. That's really saying something. That's impressive. Uh, Nelson Asafa-Solomona at 8%. That's impressive as well. I wouldn't have... It's it's no shock in hindsight, but I wouldn't have picked that. Kickout 7%, and then here comes the steppers. RTS, 7%. KP at 6%. Now, last year, Jason Taumalolo won this with 45%. The year before that, he won it with 52%. Now he's winning it with 52% again. That's incredible. So he's been he's been the hardest man to tackle for three years now in the eyes of the NRL players. That's that's incredible for him. Best sledger in the NRL. Wow. It's all, this will be interesting. Chambers is left. So that leaves a gaping, gaping hole. Um, you know, obviously myself without being out on the field, it's hard to tell. I think Joshy Reynolds, he's really good at getting under the skin. Um, Latrell Mitchell, he really goes after them. He, he, he loves to run the ears off. Um, I think Josh McGuire, he's got some of the fastest lips in the game. Yeah, I don't know with this one. It's hard to tell without being out there on the field. Let's have a look. Josh McGuire, 30%. Yeah, um, he's got some quick lips. Josh McGuire, he's not he's not backing down from anyone. Josh Reynolds, 6%. Wow, Jerome Luai, 6%. The little gamer getting his chant on. I like it. I wouldn't have picked Jerome Luai. That's an interesting one. Cameron Smith, David Clement, Nathan Peets. Yeah, right, okay. 5% each. Nathan Peets, not a huge shot. Clemmer, I imagine he'd get pretty fired up. So 2019, who won it? Will Chambers, yeah, of course, the king at 41%. James Maloney at 15%. Wow. So both of them have left the game now. Two, two incredibly great shit talkers there. Will Chambers and James Maloney, someone had to step up. Joshy Maguire stepped up and taken the mantle. Very impressive. Who do you think will win the 2020 Dalian medal? Um... I think the players, based on what I've seen so far, you'd have to say they're either going to say James Tedesco or Jason Taumalolo. I think it'll go to one of those two. Gutho's flying at the moment, so I wouldn't be shocked to see him get some votes up there. Um, And Harry Grant's the other one that, you know, he's only played a certain amount of games and he's done really well. So it'll be interesting to see where he sits on that list. Let's have a look. Who do you think will win the 2020 Dalian medal? Jason Taumalolo, 52%. James Tedesco, 18%. Harry Grant, 14%. Wow. Nathan Cleary, 6%. And Cameron Smith and Gutho sharing fifth place on 5%. I can't believe Jason Taumalolo sitting on 52%. That is impressive. He must be flying at the moment. I mean, his, his stats alone tell you that, but... For the players to have this much respect for him, that is a scary start. 52% think he's going to take out the Dalian medal. He must just be a handful win, lose, or draw every week. James Tedesco at 18%, playing some unbelievable footy, I believe. He he won it last year, yeah. So, just, wow, 18%, that's a good knock. Harry Grant at 14%, that's the impressive one. Considering he wasn't the NRL eight weeks ago, he was down in Melbourne sitting in a queue of like three hookers, to now be considered to be the third most likely to win the Dalian by the NRL when he's only played against half the teams. That is incredibly impressive. Apart from your team, who will win the 2020 Premiership? This has to be the Roosters by a country mile in first place. Second place, I think on form, you probably go the Eels. Then I'd say probably Melbourne or Penrith after that. I think it would have to be in that order. Let's have a look. Roosters, Eels, Panthers, Storm, Knights. So Roosters, 46%. Eels, 30%.
Panthers 9%, Storm 6%, Knights 4%. So we're, at the moment, the players are thinking of Roosters v Parramatta Grand Final. Wouldn't that be an absolute cracker? Wow. That was such a good game of footy a few weeks ago. That would be sensational for a Grand Final. Storm at 6% surprises me. I thought they'd be a little bit higher. Penrith at 9%, that's impressive. Um, yeah, Penrith, they're, they're a young side, but you wouldn't want to come up against them in finals. They've got so much ability. If you had to leave your club, which team would you want to sign with? If this isn't the Roosters, I will eat my hat. Roosters, 23%. Broncos, 17%. Storm, 14%. Knights, 12%. Sea Eagles, 6%. Roosters win that 23%. I thought they'd be higher. I think they were last year, sitting at 27%. Interesting, all things considered, that the Broncos have jumped the Storm. The Storm were at 15% last year, same as the Broncos. This year, the Broncos are at 17%. Storm is at 14%. Very interesting. Uh, Rabbitohs, not on that list. And funnily enough, last year, the Titans got 8%. I suppose that's just um, the location, obviously, and probably money, but they didn't make the list this year. Roosters are 23%. No shock there. Everyone wants to win a premiership. Everyone wants to be successful. If you want to do that, the best place to be is at the Sydney Roosters. And that concludes our live look at the players' poll for this year. As I said, I avoided looking at that all week so I could do it live here for you guys, give you my reactions. There's a few that I hit there number that I missed, I actually found it quite difficult to um, to remember all the players in each position and who's going well and who would be hard for the players to take on rather than who I enjoy watching on TV and who I consider to be a good footballer. Really interesting ones there. I think the biggest thing to take out of that is just the respect the players have for Jason Taumalolo is incredible. He's you know over 50% in nearly all the categories that he's available in. Incredibly impressive. I think Harry Grant, you can see the momentum he's collecting and players are starting to sit up and notice that he is the real deal and he's going to be the real deal for a long time. James Tedesco is still considered the best. I think he's going to be for another year or two. Um, yeah, a lot of respect from those players. I love it when the NRL does this. Gives you a different perspective to look at, and I think it makes you appreciate guys like Viliami Kikau a bit more. Adam Fenor Blake makes you appreciate guys like that more for their footballing ability. They're obviously hard to handle. Players don't like taking them on, and what you should be doing with your footy sides is picking teams that teams don't want to play against. That's how you win games of footy, making other teams uncomfortable. And guys like this, with these sort of stats, this is how you do it. Fantastic by the NRL. Looking forward to seeing next year's one. I'm sure we're going to see a heap of changes. I can't wait to see where Harry Grant ends up next year. He could absolutely skyrocket once he ends up back at Melbourne. Bit of a uh, bit of a different way to do a podcast today. Uh, a bit more raw and you know just my live reaction to what I see. Let me know if you've enjoyed this sort of podcast. Uh, slip into my comments. Uh, on Instagram, send me a DM or leave a review on the uh, podcast page. Let me know what you think. I'm, I'm happy to do more of these if you guys are interested. If not, I can put them in the old back pocket and keep doing what I'm doing. Let me know. Thanks for tuning in again to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, share with your mates, keep kicking the corners, and always play smart footy. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 